Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. If you are a longtime listener to the Integrative Thoughts podcast, you know how often I stress the importance of detoxification. I believe that heavy metals such as mercury and aluminum, along with environmental pollutants like mold, plastics, and pesticides, are at the root cause of every dysfunction and chronic illness in the modern era. That's why I recommend ZeoCharge. ZeoCharge is 100% natural zeolite that does not contain any fillers, binders, or additives. ZeoCharge has not been shown to bind to any of your beneficial minerals or other nutrients. I take two tablespoons of ZeoCharge with filtered water every single day about an hour after breakfast. It is my go-to for detoxification support that I believe can assist any and every healing protocol on the market. If you would like to try out ZeoCharge, go to the link in my show notes and use code ITP for 10% off your entire order. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Buy Optimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's show is also brought to you by Valence Nutraceuticals. Yes, this is the supplement company that I started with a few partners. Absolutely having an amazing time with it. Can't wait to bring some of the most superior mineral and vitamin supplements on the market to you. One product that I want to highlight today is Zinc Matrix Pro. Now, this is a zinc blend with five of our favorite forms in there. We have zinc carnosine in there, zinc orotate, zinc methionine sulfate, zinc picolinate, and also zinc glycinate. Now, this is going to have superior bioavailability and works systemically throughout the body. When we're reading hair tissue mineral analysis charts, one of the most common deficiencies that we see, or maybe the most common, is a zinc deficiency. People need so much zinc in order to detoxify nowadays and to balance out the body. So if you want to try out our Zinc Matrix Pro or any of our other products over at Valence Nutraceuticals, click the link in the show notes and use code ITP20 and that'll get you 20% off your first order. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I have struggled with mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, chronic infections such as Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, and even Babesia. After spending about $100,000 on functional labs, protocols, fringe supplements, coffee enemas, and even biohacking devices, I finally found mineral balancing. 
This has been the most effective protocol that I have found to address chronic issues. This is a specific program using hair tissue mineral analysis in order to reverse engineer the entire mineral system all at once and detoxify the body of hidden infections, mold, and heavy metals. If you would like to schedule a consultation with me to design you a program, I have officially opened my books to take on mineral balancing clients. Click the link in the show notes under work with me to find out more. Today's guest is Susan Cachet, making a second appearance on the show in a few short months. She is my mentor in the mineral balancing space, and she thought it would be cool to do a little bit of a podcast episode after I got done taking the course. And we talk about that just a little bit at the end. I think it's a very well thought out course. I love all the documents you get. I love the year-long mentorship that you get after the program in case you want to send anything over to her. She'll check everything over and send you back the results and what the supplement program should be just to double check your work or if you have any questions about anything that arises on the page. So if you guys do want to be an HTMA practitioner who really works in the mineral balancing space, you can use the code ITP and that'll get you $100 off Susan's HTMA success course. And in this episode, we're going to talk mostly about kids and why they should be mineral balancing for a development program. I think kids respond really, really well. I love working with kids. I love working with mothers and kids and families. So if you have a child who's having some random symptoms, allergies, anything like that that's immune compromised, I definitely recommend sending this show to anybody you know like that or getting your kid on a mineral balancing program. Enjoy. Susan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here again. Yeah, we had a little mishap a couple of weeks ago, but we're we are here yeah. now. <laughs> scheduling yeah. conflicts and stuff like the technology and the scheduling is half the battle sometimes with I these know. shows, but yeah. It's all good. Um, I guess for anybody who didn't listen to that first show, um, go ahead and just give us a little, like, you know, glimpse of the background and how you got into mineral balancing. But if anybody really wants to take a deep dive, they can listen to that first show. Okay, that sounds great. Well, I've been working with HTMA and mineral nutritional balancing for about 17, 18 years now. Um, and I was working in the healthcare field before that, and my, my focus was more on um, allergy and histamine issues and just um, kind of stumbled across HTMA in um, discovering copper imbalances and, and kind of going down that route, doing the program with myself, seeing amazing differences, then starting it with clients and, and seeing the same thing. So uh, eventually I exclusively moved into HTMA and mineral nutritional balancing field. I was a, um, a coach uh, with Dr. Wilson for 10 years. So I coached other practitioners that were working under him and, and that and, and, um, then I, on my own for the last three years, I've really moved more into the space of practitioner coaching. My first degree is in education. I also have a master's degree <laughs> in psychology counseling, which, um, you know, along with a lot of, of different nutrition certifications and courses. And I, I feel like that all really blends together nicely for a really good fit for me to move into the space where um, my main focus now is my practitioner training course called HTMA Success, where I just, I, I mean, I love this program. And so I want to share it with other practitioners so that they can be using it with their clients. And, and I find in, in the last however many years, there's been 
there's been a lot of focus on what I call killing protocols, you know, where people are kind of, it's like the two sort of approaches, killing the germ or terrain theory, where obviously we're all about terrain theory, um, but the killing the germ and, you know, going after Lyme or parasites or mold or whatever it may be. And I, I feel like there's this piece that's, that's coming back into fashion now where it's about the minerals and the balancing and the foundation or framework, you know, of the body. And, and I think that's really important and it's really exciting. So that's just a, the gist of it, an overview. Yeah. And if anyone wants to do a deeper dive, they can go listen to that first show up. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes so it's easy. But um, yeah, I think that um, you're in the perfect time to create a course. And with the education background, I think it was well put together. And it seems like HTMA is like always been really popular, but now just the mineral balancing people, it seems like it's really blowing up. I'm kind of new in the space, but do you feel that, that energy shift? I do. I think that there's a lot of people out there that have gone from thing to thing to thing, right? To, to, wow, I've missed something here. I'm, I'm still kind of chasing all these things and moving through all of these different protocols. And although some people may be helped to a certain extent, they're not feeling like things are changing at a deep enough level, right? So if you have a parasite issue, for example, it's not the parasites, it's the terrain of your body. Parasites cannot thrive in a body with really good, strong resiliency, right? And if the terrain is really strong. And so um, I do feel now, although HTMA, yeah, it's always been popular. There's always been those of us that have had, you know, lots of clients and, and people on the program. There is that shift where people are going, wow, I'm I'm, and you know, looking at all of these other things and I'm missing this basic part that really is instrumental in getting my health to another level. And I was talking to another practitioner on a podcast and the way that she framed it was there's a lot of sexy stuff out there, you know, like in terms of different supplements, oh, this is going to cure everything or do this. And, and people forget about these minerals and about, well, what are the deeper stress patterns? This may take longer, but it definitely is shifting and healing the body at a much deeper level than, than anything I've come across. I mean, I, I spent, I was out there with Dr. Minkoff. I did like a $20,000 parasite and Lyme protocol where I was doing ozone saunas and all these IVs and everything and a bunch of chiropractic work from world renowned chiropractor. And I mean, I seen, before I seen Minkoff, I seen all kinds of other doctors doing thousand dollar blood panels. And like, I just couldn't really get answers and, and mineral balancing and HTMA just cleared up everything. I still have days where I have a little fatigue. I can tell that I'm still detoxing and I'll see a parasite here and there. Um, but I had tons of parasites come out, lots of heavy metals. I mean, it's just crazy how it just shifts everything. And it, yeah, like you said, it's not easy and you know, not everyone has, I was very sick obviously. So mine's been more challenging. My wife's been on the program and she's just kind of had some fatigue here and there you know, some headaches, but overall she hasn't really had the same, um, kind of like being wiped out and burnt out feeling as I had in the beginning. And I'm kind of over that hurdle, I think being almost a year in, but I'm sure I have a few more dumps or whatever, but definitely yeah. I could tell it was working though. It's like, even when you're in the midst of that, like the, the detox symptoms or the healing reactions in your mind, almost you're like, well, okay, something's actually going on that seems to be working. And then you see the parasites come out and then retesting is great because you see the heavy metals move up. So you're eliminating them. You see the whole pattern shift. So then the program shifts. And for me, I think that people like to see that they like my wife, 
she loves just to see the pattern shift. Even if the metals don't come out, she's like, wow, some, like something's doing something. And then yeah. she like loves getting on her new protocol and she like doesn't take any random supplements at all anymore and just follows the mineral balancing stuff. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that's a really important uh, point that you make in terms of the retesting, because sometimes, you know, th this is a longer term program. This isn't, let's do a three month kind of cleanse and purge. It's, it's not about that. It's how do we get to the deeper levels? Um, and, you know, the retesting, sometimes people know things are shifting, they're not quite sure, but to actually see it and to go, wow, yeah, what I am doing is starting to shift things at a deep level. And, and like you say, in your wife's case, yeah, there may not be a ton of metals at first, but what's happening with her body chemistry is it's setting the stage for a lot of dumping. And everybody's a little bit different. Some people start dumping metals right away. Other people, their bodies are, nope, this, this takes priority. And what's really beautiful about this program is I, I feel it really emulates what um, you know, true natural healing is all about in supporting the body because we're, we're following the body, right? We're supporting your body where it's at. And then we're just kind of guiding and supporting and encouraging. And, you know, you must get the same question. I talk to people all the time about chelation therapy and chelators versus this program. And I'm like, well, our bodies will use the toxic metals, um, in different enzyme binding spots where they don't have the preferred minerals available. And that could be times of stress, you know, that there's not enough in the diet, their body isn't absorbing it, whatever is the case, but the body uses these metals. So to just go on this uh, type of a cleanse where you're trying to rip metals out of the body really doesn't work very well. It doesn't get very many of them. And you can actually also end up in in a, a worse position with your body chemistry because you may be pulling out metals that the body is using to keep itself propped up. Mm. So what is so beautiful about this program is we provide the preferred minerals and then your body just naturally starts to release the metals. It, it's amazing, right? Along with the rest of the support of the program in a safe way. And even though healing rashes can be quite intense for some people, it really is in a very safe way as opposed to anything that's really aggressive. So... Yeah, I agree. And I'm not totally opposed to a few binders. There's only like two that I really like on the market. I don't really recommend them to people just because I think the mineral balancing stuff is um, really all you really do need. If someone's really curious about it, I'll recommend them like this one zeolite. I only like one zeolite powder and I've had them on the show, but um, I would never even... Uh, take that powder without the mineral balancing protocol in place either because you I still think that the minerals are what are moving the metals out of the way and then the zeolite powder might be grabbing those up but without the actual minerals coming in to move them out of the way you could potentially do a little bit more harm than good because like you said just yanking it out of the enzyme sites not having the preferred mineral mineral in place so really I just stick to the mineral balancing stuff if there's some high level kind of biohacker people who want to play around with the powders but the one I recommend is kind of expensive anyway so it's it's not really it's just something i've been playing around with because i wanted to see if it would um actually like negatively impact my mineral levels at all or see how it would work right. and it's been working fine but it's kind of expensive so i don't really even i don't think you necessarily need it everyone on the mineral balancing right. protocol eliminates the metals over time you just keep the minerals coming in my wife's done it. everyone that i've seen that i've oh, yeah. uh put on the program even before i was a, a practitioner when i just recommended them over to aaron um just yeah they're all doing great the metals are coming out the toxic forms of minerals are coming out so i think this protocol is 
great. I think that the supplements that we're coming out with now are even work better. So I'm kind of excited to see there's been, um, you know, like Aaron had a low NAK ratio for like 10 years until he started doing the NAK up. And then Lewis said that his, uh, NAK ratio just went down for the first time in four years. So he's been taking our zinc. So I think there's definitely, we have to work in what the dosage is going to be, right? Because if there's, if there are absorbed a lot better, we've been kind of like doing half of the dose. So we're still playing around with dosing, but I think, um, some of the supplements we're coming out with as well are going to even change this protocol even more. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Exciting. It's exciting time right now. Yeah. I, I just, and I also, you know, it's I, nothing against the endomet stuff. They work clearly. People have been doing them for decades and, but they, a uh, few people that I've, you know, when I show them the supplements, they get a little turned off with the magnesium steroids and the coatings and some of the fillers. So, you know, it's challenging to get certain people on a protocol because information's so widespread now and people um, have done a lot of testing or seen practitioners and think that they're a little sensitive to the magnesium steroid and some of the things. So um, it's also a little bit more expensive, though, when you're using the more high quality stuff. So there's always going to be this kind of range of where if your budget's just Indomet, it still works. Nothing against it. People have been doing it for decades. If you do want to try something a little bit more advanced, it's going to cost a little bit more. But here are these products. So still always going to kind of recommend both depending on where people are at. Right. Cool. So today we want to talk about kids. I think this is kind of a hot topic. I think it's a very important topic. Um, I think that we're finally seeing the detrimental effects in children when usually children are the most resilient, have the most energy. But I just think that the toxins have become so prevalent and we're now generations in where parents are having difficulty figuring out like what's wrong with their children. Like they, you know, they're doing the same things we just talked about, right? They're trying to do a parasite cleanse and they're, they're really like, you know, I, I just have a, a girl that I went to high school with. I'm working with her two kids and, um, you know, she's done a lot. Her kids have been in the ICU and they got brittle bones and they have, you know, they can lung issues and she's like, never vaccinated them she's super holistic like the one never even never even had a piece of processed food till he was two right so this yeah. is a, someone who's really doing their due diligence but she just you know isn't getting to the root of where those toxins are and really trying to get the immune system back online so what have you been seeing with children have you noticed a pattern of them you just naturally being sicker or being in the four lows and slow oxidation Yes, unfortunately, uh, that is true. And I would agree that it is in line with what I'm seeing. So as you probably are aware, I mean, many years ago, we didn't really see babies and kids in four lows. I mean, that we didn't even see younger people in four lows. It really was, we used to call it the burned out businessman profile, right? That, wow, somebody worked really hard and really stressed for a lot of their life. And so they're really depleted. And now it's something that we do unfortunately see in babies. Babies naturally usually are in fast oxidation. And that's normally the case. And it switches over depending on the child, but Normally, it would have been around puberty or teenage years where there would be a switch to to a slower oxidation rate. Um, and now certainly we see a mix. I, I'm still seeing, yeah, there's a fair amount of kids in fast oxidation, but wow, do we ever see a lot in four lows now or even in a slow oxidizer pattern that looks like what we would consider to be a more of an adult pattern. 
So there is more congestion. And, you know, to keep in mind that the, the health of the mom and dad have a lot to do with the, the health of the child. And so as a mom, we pass our medals to our babies through the placenta, through our breast milk, you can't stop it. And one of the questions that I get from a lot of women that are planning on getting pregnant or pregnant and interested in starting the program, well, I heard it's not good to detox, uh, you know, so maybe I'll start this after my baby is born. Um, and actually, this, this is the best prenatal program that I know of. If a woman is able to actually do this full program for at least a year before trying to get pregnant, wow, it makes such a difference. Um, when babies are born on the program, we call them super babies. It's it's different. And I cannot tell you how many times I've heard somebody tell me that, oh, my midwife said my placenta was the nicest and richest looking placenta I had ever seen after after they give birth. And I'm like, wow, that is just that is so interesting because that I've just heard that comment so many times that it's not a coincidence. And, and so on the program, what, what I do tell um, expecting moms or women who are wanting to become pregnant is we pass our medals to our babies, whether we're on the program or not, right? That, that's why when we often see baby charts, sometimes it's shocking for the parents because the level of heavy metals um, in a on a child's chart is often much higher generally than on an adult chart. That's because they're trying to throw off what they have have accumulated and inherited from the mom and, and the dad. Um, and I know I read a study that said that the time um, that a person is the most toxic, like per body weight, is basically right after they're born and then breastfed because so much of the toxins come through breast milk and, and placenta. That I'm all in favor of, of nursing, of, of uh, breastfeeding. Absolutely, it's still the best way to go. But we do pass on things. So... If you're on the program, you're supporting your body. You're also supporting your baby um, in terms of having an easier time dealing with the metals that are already there. And again, I want to reiterate something that I said earlier, where we're not giving anything on this program that is yanking and pulling the metals out of the body, right? I wouldn't suggest that a, that a pregnant mom, um, you know, take a, bit, a huge chelator and, and try and pull them out. We're literally just providing these nutrients and then the body decides what it's going to do. But at least on the program, you're getting your body is supported. Therefore, your baby's body is supported in uh, getting rid of these metals. And really, the only part of the program that we say do not do when you're pregnant is the sauna, right? So so that's out of the picture in terms of program recommendations. But it's it's so helpful to have that support and to get your your kids started as, as soon as possible, right? Even if, if it's when they're in the womb. So I agree. And uh, Clark and I talked about this just a little bit. Um, I have kind of a, just a working theory that a mother is going to even potentially pass on more metals if they're not on a program, because that's all the body has in the moment. So if you have, yeah. I think that the natural, the mom's natural ability to provide the baby with the nutrients first is there if the nutrients are actually coming in. If you're just got heavy metal toxicity and you're not really eating that well and not on a program, then of course, that's all that's in the enzyme binding sites anyway. So that's what you yeah. give to the child. But if you have the nutrients coming in, 
the the motherly instinct isn't to to harm the children. I don't think. I think naturally no. the body would know. Give it the nutrients first, and then maybe we'll worry about our detox later. <clears throat> and then Clark also posted some interesting um, studies about like breast milk not actually containing some of the toxins. So I think there might be some um, back and forth with that. But I think that yeah. women should be on a program. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I totally agree with that in terms of, you know, when we talk about anyone who's on a program providing the preferred minerals, um, you know, allows the body to use them as, uh, as preferred minerals where they're supposed to go. So when, when a woman is pregnant, they're, they're going through a lot more minerals and nutrients. Like they just, the nutrition really needs to be up leveled during that time because they really are you know, needing those minerals for both. And, and same with nursing. I find that, um, nursing takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to, to produce that milk. And so, um, you know, the, uh, the, a woman's mineral levels will become lower through the childbearing years for that reason. So, you know, just passing on a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, also I think, the, having the mother go through the program, you know, I've actually used to worry a lot more about the metals, but now I just know that when we have our child, then I can just start, put them on a program at a young age as well, get the metals out earlier instead of letting them accumulate for 30 years. Absolutely. So I'm not as worried about them getting a few metals because the human body actually is really resilient. We're all... Yeah pretty sick because we've been just eating processed foods and you know we a lot of us got drunk in college and drank in our 20s and did drugs and did whatever and just ate mcdonald's and now we're trying to undo what we've done for 30 years but now if this is in your awareness and if you're listening to this podcast it probably is you can start your children off earlier get them while they're developing and they're probably I mean, I haven't worked with children yet, but I'm imagining they probably have an easier time with the program because they don't have bills. They don't have work. They can take a nap whenever they want. Like as an adult, when you're doing the program, sometimes you really want a nap, but you can't take a nap. You have stuff to do. You're at work or whatever's going on. So I feel like the children are probably more responsive to the program, right? Absolutely. And they're also less congested. Like even though we were talking about how, you know, moms pass on metals and the metals are higher, you know, right kind of after birth and breastfeeding, um, you know, comparatively speaking, there's there's still not as congested as an adult. And so, you know, I talk a lot about this program being brilliant at removing interference. And, and that's part of it is when we are removing those metals, it's removing the interference for our body functioning well. And certainly children just have less interference. Um, oftentimes there's less stress and less congested. And so they do tend to progress quite quickly and they often don't feel, um, the intensity of healing reactions and dumping as much as an adult would. Usually they're pretty, yeah, happy-go-lucky and, oh, yeah, I'm a little cranky here or a rash there um, or, you know, different things that come up. But it's it's rare to see a child have a really intense healing reaction. You know, it's usually very manageable for them. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, uh, that makes sense. I want to go back to this uh, four lows. So for anyone who's not listening – can you explain what, like, uh, what a four lows pattern is and why, um, why do you think we're seeing children so much more in four lows and how do we get them out? 
Okay, so a four lows pattern, if you look on a chart, uh, specifically from analytical research labs, the first four macro minerals, the calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium, which tells us a lot about what's happening in the body. Um, and we look at those first four minerals to determine what pattern is showing there. And that, that tells us a lot about, about the person that we're working with. But a four lows pattern is simply that those first four minerals are below the ideal line. And of course, there can be, you know, people that are just slightly in four lows or really it's, it's a really quite a, quite a deep four lows pattern. And that just indicates overall low mineral levels. It's lower energy in the body. We use the analogy, it's like a car being stuck in a ditch. It kind of, no matter what it tries, it, it's having a hard time getting out of that ditch. It doesn't have the energy. It in, indicates lower adrenal function as well. And so when it's a very special pattern and Dr. Eck is actually the one that really determined that that pattern was really important and that people needed a different program when they're showing that pattern. So to give somebody in that pattern a lot of energizing nutrients, even things like B vitamins or adrenal gland support, what it often does is it'll increase their energy levels temporarily, very shortly. And then it's kind of like they're spinning their wheels and they get stuck even further in the mud. So the, the goal is to rest, heal and repair in that pattern and heal the, what we, we use the term, put the adrenals to bed. And so it's like, how do we encourage the whole system to rest and relax so that we can get those basic mineral levels um, brought up because when people are in that pattern and a lot of other programs don't even look for that pattern or recognize it. But if you have a four lows person that has really low mineral levels and you try to put them on a regular kind of detox program, they will often get worse, especially in the long run, because you're trying to drag a whole bunch of stuff out and they don't have the minerals there to use for replacement for healing. Right. So that's why that that pattern is so important. And in children. So if you're a mom that has lower adrenal function and there's a lot of stress and your calcium and magnesium are low. So it, it's now not as unusual to see a baby born in that four lows pattern where they're already from the get go. Um, in a situation where they really don't have the mineral base to deal with those metals that they've now inherited. And it creates, it can create a lot of stress, stress in the body for sure. So, and kids don't even need, you know, very many supplements. It's, it's really a small amounts of supplements of a few key ones. And wow, what a difference it can make in terms of turning, turning that around. And are you seeing like, uh, if you see, we'll just take four lows since we're on the topic. Like when you see a four okay. lows pattern in a children, would you, if, when you see a mother being tested, do you generally see a four lows? Like do the patterns correlate directly from mother yeah. to child usually? Usually, um, usually, or if it doesn't, I find that if I'm, when I'm working with them together and things start to shift and we see what's kind of underneath the initial numbers, that it is usually there. So there is an absolute connection between what the mom, especially the mom's body chemistry looks like and, and the children that, you know, can be the dad too. And it's really interesting when, uh, when you're working with families, because I think energetically, when people are all in the program, they start to really sort of heal and shift and change together. And it's very common to do retests with a family and to see that, wow, they're all shifting in the same direction and releasing the same metals. And it, it's really quite, quite something when that happens. <laughs> 
That's interesting you say that because my wife and I were both in slow oxidation and we went into fast oxidation at the same time. <clears throat> I actually yeah. ended up going back into slow oxidation sooner than her, but we did when we both retested um, after a few tests, we both went into that right. fast oxidation. Then I went back into slow oxidation sooner and then now she's back in slow oxidation. So that's funny that you say that. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So what age um, can children start mineral balancing? You know, they they can start well, when moms are pregnant. They're kind of doing it if their moms are as well. But, you know, even as early as a few months old, we can start giving, you know, little bits, little bits of paramin, little bits of limcomin if needed, just even a couple there if things are out of whack and low. So generally, you know, five, six months is kind of gen the general age level, but I have started working with children a little bit earlier than that. Um, so yeah, around that age level. And it, it's really interesting because my thought process has shifted. I uh, As you start working with children in your practice, you may sort of get a sense of this as well. But sometimes I'll have people reach out to me and want me to work with their child and their child is quite young. And I've really shifted my thinking in that I, I no longer actually just work with, with a child as my client. I always encourage at least one parent, hopefully both parents, to also be on the program. There is something really special mm -hmm. about all of them doing it together and supporting each other. And, and obviously, right, if a child's body chemistry is out of whack, oftentimes there's some burnout and different imbalances in that in the parents as well. So to have everybody in the family working together, I find really makes a, a significant difference in terms of progress. Interesting. I mean, it would it'd make total sense when I was um, talking with my friend from high school who's doing her kids now. She was asking kind of that question. And I goes, you know, not only do you would you guys probably all heal at the same time, which will make the family closer and more energetic and bond. But also so you maybe when your kids being a little moody or tired that you actually kind of know what's going on because you went through some of the similar changes and patterns and emotional, you know, irregularities, because you can have mood swings and, you know, dips in energy. You like feel really good for two hours and you can get really tired and want to close your eyes. So like there's definitely waves of like just moodiness and energy. And if you can kind of sense that in your child, because you're on a program as well, maybe you're less likely to, you know, whatever it is, you know, tolerate it a little bit more or less likely to, you know, discipline the child or whatever. So it makes sense that if everyone's doing it, it you know, and the parents can actually understand it a little bit more over time. It sounds like a foreign language in the beginning. And then as you ask questions and have the consultations after like three or four retests, you kind of start to know what's going on with the patterns a little bit, not as much as a practitioner, but you kind of get what's going on. So you'll be able to see what's going on with your child as well. And the practitioner yeah. can tell you different, you know, emotional states they're in and things. So it just makes sense that the whole family does it. Mm -hmm. And I also find that for children, it's so important to see the parents doing it, even in just just in terms of role modeling it. Um, and, you know, it's interesting I, for all of you mm -hmm. that are young parents and have have young children or are planning on getting pregnant. I would really encourage you to listen to some of the work of doc, Dr. Gabor Mate. He talks a lot about um, parenting and, you know, trauma when we're children and, and so on. But he he really says that studies show that the most important thing for children in a household is for their parents to be happy. And I would I would lump healthy in with that, that that 
so when you have a household, because I've come into this before, um, working with some children where, you know, the, mm. the, the child is distressed and having some health issues. But when I dig a little bit deeper, the parents are really not in harmony. Like there's some there's some issues in the relationship. There's some discord. Um, and and it's the child actually picking up on that stress. And and so when everybody is in the family is on the program and getting healthier together, I just I just think it's so very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Gabor Mate is great. My breathwork uh, practitioner that I have at my retreats is actually trained by him. Um, he, he has great work. And it would make sense from a role model standpoint that, you know, it's it's kind of like you don't go through the drive through at McDonald's and eat fast food and then give your kid, you know, chicken and right. veggies because because they're going to yes. look at that like why are you yes. getting why are you eating a cheeseburger but i'm eating you know plain old broccoli over here so like you have to be yeah. the person that's taking the supplements in front of them as well and so that they that's don't right. feel like it's like why am i taking all these supplements and you're just kind of over there doing whatever so if everyone's kind of yeah. on the program kids don't know any better they're just like oh this is what my family does and then they'll get older and they'll be, they'll look back and be like, oh, we were really being hippies and taking supplements or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right. They'll have a different look lo- outlook on it later. But when they're younger, they really have no idea. They're just doing what the parents do. And so the role model part makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 That's great. <clears throat> cool. So um, I guess for anybody who's like a practitioner, um, you know, who's because uh, it's it's you start to realize there's a broad range of how people have been trained in HTMA. I already realize that like my um, clients that I've already been seeing, they've had HTMA read by other people and it's crazy. Like, you know, the product, like some people barely give you anything. They don't really tell you much. So if there are practitioners listening and wondering like how do, if, if kids are starting super young, how do we get them to take the supplements? Like how do we know dosing, all the things like that? Okay. Um, and so dosing with children. So my HTMA success practitioners course right now is focused on adults. Um, but I am going to be adding a section for children's dosing because it, it's a lot different. It's not as straightforward because so much depends on the age. So really for every age, and then you have to take into consideration, you know, weight and size. So sometimes you can have a 12 year old who really weight and size, they're kind of like a 17 year old. And so you can adjust things. I'm also very conservative with my um, dosage recommendations for children. I have found that they really don't need that much to shift. It, it's it's so interesting when you start seeing retest and you go, wow, just a few of these very key supplements is really shifting the body in a really positive way. So again, I'm very conservative with that. So when someone takes my course, they do get coaching. Um, so that means support with their clients for a year. Um, if they're already practicing and using HTMA, that year of coaching can start right when they enroll in the course. So what I find as I'm working with people is a normally when they're sending me kid tests, they're just they're getting a sense of what recommendations to make based on what I'm the information that I'm giving them about specific cases that they're working with. But I am going to be adding a more specific document where to that course where practitioners can go away. Okay, this is the age level. This is the pattern that's showing. This is what we generally give, right? It used to be a little bit easier that way because most of the children that we saw were in fast oxidation. We're looking at, you know, SBF, Lincomin, and Paramin being the top three and just really adjusting those dosages. That That's not 
the case any longer. It's like, no, we do see babies in, in slow or four lows, and therefore we really need to, to make sure we're giving the, the correct dosages for, for those age levels. So it's really dependent, it sounds like, because, you know, I was always really, really big. I mean, I weigh 220 now, but I was huge, like, as a little kid. Um, And so it makes sense. So you really would have to just, it's a case-by-case scenario uh, with that. And and there's a lot less supplements as far as how, you know, diver or how, you know, because as an adult, sometimes people look at the protocol and they're like, oh, this is a lot. But I'd imagine with the kids, they don't need as much. No. And from zero to about four or five, it really is just a few. And then six, we bring in a couple of the others, right? Seven. Um, and then as the kids get older, and so that's another thing, it's not as though all supplements are given at every age level. It really is quite different when, when you know, you're dealing with a baby as opposed to a toddler, as opposed to a child in puberty or then an upper teen. So um, there is, there is that, uh, definite uh, variety between what what can happen for for different levels even even different age levels but i'm in the process of making that chart and even within that and i say that in my course too with adults you know these are general guidelines exceptions are these uh and that's why i think a year of coaching is so instrumental and i i know i've said this but it really is coming people are like when is that coming but i am setting up a a monthly uh community call for practitioners to review tests that maybe are more challenging for them or they're struggling with or for just us to connect as a as a community of practitioners to go through things like that um and you know those are are topics that would be good to discuss during those calls as well you know i've got this child these are the general recommendations but here are some exceptions so oh that'll be cool i'll definitely have to join in on those monthly calls for sure Mm -hmm. um so with the little kids um, I'm going to ma- imagining, are we like grinding up the, uh, tablets here, putting them in breast milk yeah. or, you know, some kind of milk or I would, you know, hopefully not juice, but if it is juice, it's better than not taking them at all, I guess. Uh, is, how are we doing that? Grinding them up? Yes. Grinding them up. So, you know, some children will get a quarter of, of a supplement. And so, yes, you just kind of roughly break off a quarter, grind <laughs> it, mix it with some food that they're they're okay taking and that is the the best way to to give them yeah and the easiest and i find that most most kids are okay with it i i know that with my daughter sometimes i'd need to change <laughs> what i was putting them in and and different things but um and sometimes you need to do that oh they're okay with this oh no i need to change change the flavor on that so um <laughs> yeah just that's that's the best way and i agree with you even though breast milk or something healthier is ideal if it needs to be something where, wow, they're not going to take it except for in a little juice or in something, it's better than them not taking it. So. Yeah. kind of leads right into my next question because, you know, with adults, we're, we're, you know, I'm not super strict, but you try to, you know, you know, move them, inch them into a direction where the diet's really healthy and they're doing, you know, red light or they're doing reflexology and spinal twist. I'd imagine with the kids, um, are we just like a little bit more lenient as far as the diet goes? Like if they're drinking juice, who cares? You know, just try to get the supplements in. And and if so, are the patterns still shifting even if the kid's diet's not perfect? Okay. I don't think anybody's diet is perfect. I don't think this is a kid's thing. I think that, (laughs) you know, we all do the best we can, but perfect is, is, you know, and I, and I almost find that some people who go, yeah, my diet is perfect 
are then quite rigid in reality and have have some other kind of things that they're dealing with. So there's no perfection in my mind. Um, but in terms of being more lenient, I think it depends on what it is. Um, and so, um, you know, again, lead by example. How does the whole family eat? What What is there for the whole family? Um, and, uh, and sure, there's always little exceptions. And so Diet is important, but there's some, there, there are some children that won't eat exactly what their parents will eat. Uh, some will. It depends on your kid. So my daughter was a bit of a contrarian, which was, uh, challenging, but there are a lot of kids out there who they don't care what they eat. They eat what's in front of them. They eat what their parents are eating. And that is wonderful. It's just like, great. So, you you know, those parents don't need to worry about that piece so much. That that really just is part of the family and what the family's doing. And other kids are a little bit more picky and maybe they're not keen on vegetables and they, you know, refuse to eat them. And then, you know, you have to be a little bit more creative and you know, stews or thick soups where you're kind of blending in some of the veggies. So good nutrition, even for babies and young children, is really super important. But is there more flexibility in there um, to go, well, you know what, we're making something that's a bit more of a homemade kind of treat or, um, you know, that, yeah, I, I do think there is some flexibility. I think that there is... Um, sort of this risk where when people are too rigid with food and and that, it, it, you know, orthoexia and different kind of issues around food can start to develop. And so I certainly don't want to encourage that. And there, there are a lot of foods that are whole healthy foods that are really supportive for overall health that are not necessarily exactly what we recommend on the program, right? So I, you know, I used to make um, <clears throat> apple crisps. Well, I made it with all wholesome, wholesome ingredients, very little natural sugar, you know, apples. And so it was a super awesome treat, but it, it, it wasn't nutritional balancing compliant, right? It's not right in there, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but you kind of get my gist yeah. that there, there, yes, of course, with children, there is a bit more flexibility there. Some children are super picky eaters. And for a mom, just to actually get them to eat anything is a win for that day. So do the best you can provide focus on whole foods, you know, minimize anything that's uh, junky food or processed foods and stick with the whole foods. And I see that as long as the family eats that way, I find that most kids actually end up coming along and just joining in with what the parents are eating, if that makes sense. And, and, you know, then the other things, children, because they're less congested. Yes, I see it a lot where they just take the supplements and wow, they're shifting. That's the only change the parent has made. But it is, is it wonderful to also, also include foot rubs for them, depending on their age? Hey, can they lay on the floor with you and kind of have fun doing a spinal twist? You know, what about putting a red light? Oftentimes kids want to mimic what their parents are doing. And so it's really common for me to have clients where the kids end up saying, mommy, mommy, I want to do the red light because not the mom's not encouraging it or mentioning it because they see the mom doing it. So that's where that role modeling comes in and to invite and include your children um, when you're able to, and it becomes just <laughs> part of what you do, you know? Pardon the interruption. I want to take a quick break to talk about gut health. With all of the research coming out over the last decade, we know exactly how important the gut microbiome actually is for our overall health. 
If you're anything like me, then you have struggled with tons and tons of gut issues. I grew up on a lot of different antibiotics. As I got older, I did a lot of partying, drugs, alcohol, standard American diet, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, I had chronic mold toxicity in Lyme. After that, I really couldn't get my gut to function properly. I spent tons and tons of money on different kefirs, yogurts, probiotics, different things that really didn't seem to work. That is until I found Just Thrive. It's a 100% spore-based probiotic that arrives 100% alive in your gut for maximum impact. It has a thousand times better survivability versus other leading probiotics. It helps support digestive, immune, and total body health. For me, it really helped to beat bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea. And it is even clinically proven to address leaky gut in just 30 days. So what I do is I take two caps with my largest meal and it really helps to improve nutrient absorption as well. And they are backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So for if any reason it doesn't work for you, no questions asked, you can get a refund. If you wanna try out Just Thrive Spore-Based Probiotics, go over to Just Thrive Health and use code ITP15 for 15% off at the checkout. If you're anything like me in the health and optimization space, you're not only looking for which supplements may make you feel optimal, but also different technologies. The problem with most technologies on the market is they can really burn a hole in your pocket. If you are looking for the most affordable, but yet yet highly effective technologies that help promote detoxification, better sleep, mitochondria function, immune function, look no further than Therasage. I have their portable infrared sauna and I am willing to put that sauna against any other sauna on the market. It heats up quickly. I get an amazing sweat. I've been in some of these really, really expensive saunas and I prefer my Therasage sauna. The new addition that I have in my home is the Therasage PEMF mat. This is a game changer. A lot of people who are dealing with chronic illness and autoimmune conditions could really benefit for at-home PEMF. When you're trying to do PEMF out at a clinic, it can charge like 30, 60, sometimes $100 per session. Therasage has just dropped the most affordable PEMF mat on the market. You can use it daily. It has a TENS mat. It has red light. It's a heating pad. My wife is absolutely obsessed with this thing. It has just brought more energy, mental clarity, and all around overall well-being. I gave up my morning meditation recently and just started laying on the PEMF mat. It's such a great addition to have that with the sauna. The PEMF will help you to release a lot of the toxins and then you can sweat those out via the sauna and you will just feel rejuvenated. So if you wanna try out any of the Therasage products, you can use the code Kaufman10. I will link to their website in the show notes. They have the most amazing affordable technology biohacks on the planet. Yeah, that was actually a question that I had because ob- obviously we're not going to have little young children. I'm sure, you know, as they get a little bit older, kids can at least do a short sauna session, maybe on low temperature or something. But when they're like really young, you know, six months, or do you have a specific like bulb that you recommend for a little bit of red light? And um, like, you know, I know sauna space sells some for like $10 and they have like a hundred dollar yeah. bulb depending on your budget. And you know, one's probably, I mean, the hundred dollar one's probably a little bit better, but you know, if you only can afford the $10 one. So like, do you have a specific bulb or is a sauna space one good? And then how long should they, um, use the red light and like what area? 
Okay, so for that age level, it's usually only five minutes and, you know, it does get hot. So you need to keep it about 18 or 20 inches away. And the abdomen is a great place to, to um, you know, and you can play with your baby and stuff like that. But the abdomen is a great place to, to shine the bulb. I like Philip bulbs. Those are the ones that I've always stuck with. I think they're really good quality bulbs. Um, I'm not an expert in the in the quality of the different, you know, in the ranges. Uh, it's the 250 watt red colored infrared bulb that a person wants. Um, and, and that's what Dr. Wilson actually has always recommended through the years. And, you know, I, I use that and my clients use those bulbs. And so that's, that's the one that I would look for rather than a brand, uh, you know, in, in terms of quality. Yeah. If you get a high, my Phillips bulbs, I don't know. They last for years. It's insane. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I haven't had to replace that. Is it 10 years later now? So, um, I really like those. And, you know, with a sauna, um, children do not have, uh, their, their sweat glands don't develop until around puberty. So I'm always really cautious of recommending any sauna time to young children, you know, below the age of about 13 and 14, because sometimes kids can be in there and they like to because their parents are in there, but because their bodies don't regulate heat very well, um, they may start to overheat and not really know it. And so that's where that that bulb comes in, right? Yes, it gets hot, but it's only five minutes. It's not going to create heat throughout the whole body or sweating or anything like that. So I'm always cautious on full sauna use for any anybody that's below uh, puberty age level. Yeah, that makes total sense. So even if they did potentially already have like a one of these saunas at the house, you might want to do like five, six minutes, something before, because even as an adult, you're not really sweating until you're in there 12, 15 minutes. So if you do want right. to just get some red light from that, you might want to only do five, 10 minutes on your kid and get them out of there before exactly. there's any kind or of over, have, overheating. Exactly. Or if you have one of those ones, like it's a tent where the can, you have the canvas cover, leave it open mm -hmm. when your kid is using it. Um, mine, right. I have four bulbs that I screw can unscrew or screw on and, you know, take off three of the bulbs, have one bulb, have the, the tent cover open or something like that, where it's just, it's not, it's not a, a, a heat type of sauna. You're just getting the light. Yeah, that makes total sense. Be in, you know, it's a kid. I think if anybody, you know, listening and you've never sat in front of a red light bulb or kind of any infrared sauna, I don't think it's going to be very difficult. It feels really good. Like, I think your kid's probably mostly going to enjoy it. Um, you know, they might have some moments where they have a lot of energy and they want to run around and not lay there with it. But there's got to be periods where you're just all sitting on the couch or something and you can just pull it over right. there. Can't be that. Can't be that hard. It feels good. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel about things like the foot reflexology. Well, you're sitting on the couch, you're doing something else, rub each other's feet a little bit, you know, so that can really that just calm the nervous system and just be really relaxing. And, and I, I think with children, one of the most important things is to make sure that the home is is really a safe, calm happy home, right? So when we talk about what's important to children, that's what they really feed off of. And, and I know I've worked with a lot of parents and moms, especially where, you know, they're really stressed or the dad is really stressed and they can't figure out why their child is acting out. And it's because there's, there's that really deep connection where there's not that separation between, you know, the parents and the child. And so, 
I, I think if parents can really get their act together and really make sure that they're communicating in a nonviolent way with each other, respectful way with each other, loving way with each other, um, that is just such a beautiful thing in creating just a household that's really peaceful. And that's one of the most important things for your child's overall health is that, right, is is the, the, the parents and the calmness of the parents. And so that's where um, I'm saying, you know, in terms of the parents also being on the program, it makes such a big difference because then you're having also, you know, the, the adults in the household working on themselves. Yeah, that makes total sense. Now, what are you seeing from children who are doing the mineral balancing? Like, are you having parents give you feedback on like, wow, my kids, you know, seems a lot smarter or doing better in school, their mood's better. What, what are we seeing here? Oh my gosh, all of those things. It's incredible. So better in school, happier, sleeping better, um, less anxiety. I've had um, a few cases where kids have had seizures where it's totally gone away when they, you know, along the program. Um, they seem happier, more confident. So of course there are ups and downs, right? For kids too, just the same as adults where there's different healing reactions. But overall, wow, it's just such amazing uh, in terms of the difference that this is making in children's lives. Um, even in terms of teachers saying, what are you doing with your child? You know, wow, I've noticed just such a big difference and they're just, they're doing better with their work and they're able to concentrate more. Um, it's just, wow, like what a difference, right? When the body is in better balance, everything is just like calm down a bit. And, uh, and it's just, it's really wonderful when, when we hear those things and it's, it's a lot, like we hear that a lot from, from the parents of children that are on the program. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it makes total sense that we're obviously being in school all day is very unnatural setting, lots of LEDs. Yeah. And so if a kid's, you know, dysregulated on top of just supposed to be sitting there for eight hours a day listening and they're a little fatigued and, you know, the, the, the blue lights kind of affecting them, they're just like, they don't want to sit down. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to pay any, any attention. But if we can at least bring the body into balance and then the kid might just be able to be a little bit more calm, nervous systems a little bit more rested, now able to pay a little bit more attention instead of focusing on, you know, ADD and ADHD prescription medications for a kid who's just really out of balance and sitting in a very unnatural setting for eight, nine hours a day when they just want to play, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And that is, yeah, I've, I've worked with a number of children with that diagnosis right? ADD, ADHD. And that's just totally resolved. Things have calmed down. And oftentimes they have a profile that, yeah, it's really a, a fast oxidizer profile, very low calcium and magnesium and sometimes zinc, and then lots of, of toxic metals, right? That the body is trying to deal with. But again, if you have low levels of the preferred minerals that are needed for replacement for those metals, the body's going to be out of whack. So it, it, it seems simple and it is in a way, right? But it also takes time for the body to sort of shift it. But just providing those preferred minerals just calms everything right down and body goes, great, now we can get rid of some of these metals, right? And all of a sudden that diagnosis is just, it was, it's just from imbalances. Yeah, the, the, I, you know, I've been preaching this a lot lately, like the physical body 
is not just like how you look and how your gut functions. Like the actual effect of these metals on your neurochemistry is like second to none. Like it is absolutely crazy. And then not only that, you get the calcification and the calcium buildup where it's not um, supposed to be within the tissues. And now you're just like this hardened person who lacks emotions and it's crazy to see, like I say couples always, I give, I'll give couples a discount if they want to do it together because yeah. I just love to see it because I've, I've, yeah. um, you know, my wife and I started it around the same time and what we've just noticed from that, like, I would love to see all couples do it together because we've done coaching and talk therapy and psychedelics yeah. and breath work and yoga and, and, and all of it, none of it has been more effective than balancing out the actual body through the HTMA. Yes. And if you can do that, like as a couple, as a family, like it's more just like healing on an emotional level than like pretty much anything else that you can really do. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. It's quite something, isn't it? Um, it, yeah, it is. Couples really grow together and just, um, change their, their relationship in, in quite a dramatic way. It's, there's just something about the, it just balances you out so much more. I just actually, um, just had my, um, in-laws in town. They came and visited and like when they left, you know, her mom, you know, so had such nice things to say about our relationship and how we interact with each other. And I'm thinking she doesn't really know like what, like we're taking all these right. supplements all day and doing all this testing to really like get into this place. And we've always been pretty good. We've been together 10 years, you know, but, um, it's just escalated even further, like on a deeper connection, I think, and our communication skills just by dumping that calcium, getting yes. those metals out of the way, getting the nervous system in balance. I mean, I've eliminated like a million parasites. So you know how those affect your emotions and how, you know, dictate the, your food cravings and your emotional state. It's, it's bizarre. So you know, if you get the whole family doing that and then the kids doing that, you're going to see like if you've never supplemented with zinc of some form, like you don't understand like the the calmness that you can feel from just zinc in itself. You feel it on the program. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, you know, and that just is a testament to making sure that people are testing because I just spoke to a client the other day who was taking zinc but it wasn't indicated on her chart and she ended up feeling terrible, right? Because zinc is really helpful when your NAK ratio is high, when your sodium is high, when you need to lower cortisol, when that's already low and you start supplementing with a lot of zinc, it can tank you to the point where you're so fatigued, right? And so that's why it's, it's interesting to me, even with something as simple as zinc, that for the, the majority of people, yeah, a small amount is fine, but when a person overdoes it, especially for a long period of time, without knowing your body chemistry, you you can be shifting things. But when when you need the zinc, yeah, I agree. It's like wow, this is this is powerful. So, yeah, just saying the retest is like I can't stress it enough. I just uh, my first client was she had a protocol from a other practitioner and. Um, she had, she just tested here in January, but her, her last retest said July and her NAK ratio had gotten so high and she was still doing the Limcomen. And I'm like, see, oh, wow. you, you were probably feeling better for a while. So you stuck with that, but then now yeah. your NAK ratio is through the roof and you've been needing yeah. to be on zinc probably for three, four months now at this point. So, um, yeah. you know, and then the Limcomen and the NAK both still have zinc in it, but you need the copper and the manganese to raise. So right. Exactly. You know, I have people ask me all the time, like, you know, friends that I know, like, 
which supplements would you recommend of yours for kids? I'm like, I'm always like, it, it depends on the hair test. Like it's, these aren't just yes. like supplements that I've just like throwing on the shelves for people. Like this is actually like a protocol that you need to be on. This isn't just like, Oh, take this multivitamin. You know, if you're in a four lows, that multivitamin is going to screw you up, whether it's Megapan exactly. or the slow ox, it doesn't matter what it is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's a really important piece. And you know, Dr. Eck, used to actually talk about retesting every six weeks. And I always thought, man, that'd be awesome. Cause I know that even when we do right on time with what we think is three to four months retesting, we miss stuff. Like sometimes we go, wow, did that go higher? And now it's coming down or, you know what I mean? But we six, every six weeks would be costly and there'd be a lot of hair. So we don't do it. We say about every three, four months, but I always encourage people, you know, if you're if you're at two and a half months and you're on the protocol and you feel like something has shifted, sometimes we can kind of we can kind of guess. Like if someone says to me, you know, and they've been taking zinc and they're like, my energy has really tanked, and I can see that their NRK ratio was kind of you know three or two point seven five. I'm like, likely your NAK ratio has dropped and you need Limcomin now. But rather than guess, I'd rather them do an early retest. And I do have a number of clients that shift quite quickly, right? Some some people don't shift as fast. Other people, wow, you know, by three months, they've shifted a whole bunch of things. And so if you feel that you are, you've shifted and you're kind of like, mm, I'm not sure if these supplements are as good a fit, do an early retest. Like that is just, it's the best thing to do. Um, and you won't always need to do that, but it's really helpful just to have a look sometimes a little bit earlier as to, to what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, I was overdoing it, I think, because uh, there was a point where I was like every like five, six weeks and I didn't see much yeah. in them shorter ones. But every okay. time, like every two months, I would see a big change and my protocol yeah. needed to change. So I think if you are really like dedicated to it and doing it like full send, like I was like saunas, PMF mats and coffee yeah. enemas and really like just focusing on it hard. You definitely can go too far if you, especially if you wait four months. Cause I, I was seeing a lot of pattern shift about, about every two months. I have a dramatic shift, yeah. at least being in this like first year, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine sense. it gets like over the years, there's probably less of those swings, right? As you've retraced yes. a lot. Yeah. So it probably start to balance yeah. out That's after two or three years. Exactly. Yeah. There's less of the swings. You still do shift. It's really amazing to me that, I mean, we've got so many metals buried in our tissues back from when we were developing, you know, in our mom's wombs. And so, um, as, as everybody kind of approaches this program differently, some people want to do three or four years and then either want to do maintenance or, Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm okay now. And other people, we know that the longer you stay on this program, the deeper the healing is, the more metals that are released. So generally, yes, the further out you are, two to three years, I find is the most kind of up and down for a lot of people. And then it does stretch out after that. But man, you can still have a lot of big dumps. I had my biggest, biggest copper dump ever eight years into the program, which I hope doesn't scare your listeners because there are lots of things that switched and changed and everything. And I had little bits of copper, but wow. And I was like, wow, that is something. Something. So it took that long to get down to that deeper level, probably where that was stored. And obviously my body needed to look after other things. Other things were a priority because I had dumped a lot, um, you know, and, and then it, then it got to a lot of the copper. So um, it's, it's quite fascinating. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that could scare some people because you'll, you'll hear, you know, you say that you hear Clark kind of say he had one of his biggest lead eliminations last year. You know, Aaron right. just had yeah. a copper, his first copper elimination this year, Aaron did. So it's like, but the thing is like, even me right now, like when I dump something, it is nowhere near as dramatic as it was six, seven, eight months ago. It's like different. Yeah. It's like, Oh, a little nap, a little like feeling off for a day. And then I like keep, then the next day I feel better again. But like yeah. in the beginning, it's like, it feels like your head's exploding every once in a while. You're like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. So like when yeah. you guys are having these dumps nine years in, you have to think they've been feeling amazing for the last four or five years probably. And then every once in a while, the body goes, oh, I'm going to, you know, go to that little bit yeah, of a deeper right. level and get a little bit more out, you know, so yeah. you're going to feel a lot better. Yep. And, and also yeah. that big, huge copper dump that so many years in. I didn't, I felt a little bit, but had I dumped that much copper in the first year or two, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it. Like, do you know what I mean? So that's how smart the body is. So even though it was a huge dump, it's not like I was like, wow, I'm a mess. This is so stressful. stressful. I was like, wow, my body's so much healthier now. It can handle that with just a little bit of, you know, sort of unsettling. And, and so it, it's interesting, right? How the body heals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I can already see it in my like little bit of like uh, detox episodes. I'm like, oh, that's really like, it's manageable already. And I'm only about a year in, although I've done like two enemas a day. Like I've been going pretty hard with it and taking it very serious. But um, I think for sure after probably, if you do it for a year, get your kid to stick with it for a year, you stick with it for even one year. I think you're yes. going to notice such a dramatic, dramatic shift that you'll basically be hooked on the program. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's that first That's year where you got a f- tooth and nail fight through some of those detox symptoms, yeah. depending, like I said, my wife's wasn't as bad. She just had a little bit of fatigue here and there, a little emotional, but you know, if you have some chronic issues like I did and lots of parasites, then you're definitely going to have more of a challenge. And, you know, I also want to speak to, because a lot of times online, people hear about all these stories like, oh, I'm dumping this and it's so hard and this happened. Um, <laughs> I've had a few people lately reach out to me because they're like, I don't, I don't feel all that. They're just starting the beginning of the program. I'm not feeling all these dramatic things. Um, and I had one person where, you know, they didn't feel it for a while and then bam, they got hit with something huge, like a, a huge healing reaction. But depending on the state of your nervous system, not everybody feels things as intensely. So if you're going along and you're diligent about doing the program, you're going, I'm not feeling very much. It doesn't mean that nothing is happening. That's why we do the retests and to see what's shifting. Um, and I've also worked with a number of clients where, I don't know, for the first six, eight months, nine months, they're like, mm, I don't know, you know, I'm feeling a bit better, but no, nothing dramatic, nothing's really happened. We're seeing small shifts on their on their retest, nothing dramatic. And then all of a sudden about nine, 10, 11 months, wow, huge change, their body just purges. It's called an everything coming out pattern where everything just dumps. And so whatever the body was doing in the first eight or nine or 10 months was setting the stage for that. Right. So that's also important because some people end up starting the program, listening to these podcasts and going, well, I'm going to have all this. And then they don't and they think something's wrong. And it's not. We don't know the ins and outs of everybody's body chemistry, but some people's bodies need to do some other things or build up certain mineral levels before it gets into a lot of the big shifting. And that's really important work for the body, too. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to I- touch on that. Yeah, everyone's completely different. That's why I always kind of talk about mine and my wife's experiences because they're basically 
night and day difference, right? Like I was half dead. She was kind of a little tired, but nothing really too crazy, right? But other people have worse and some people kind of just truck along and do fine. Uh, while we're talking about retesting in this uh, kind of for kids, like in parents who have their kids on a program, uh, do, since you say like kids respond faster, do they need to retest more often? Is there a sense? Cause like as a, as an adult, we can kind of be like, yeah, I think I'm feeling off. Maybe I should retest, but a kid yeah. just is kind of like going through their daily. How do parents like decide when they should retest if they're, if it's a little early or whatever? Well, generally the guideline is still about three months. So that's the ideal. And if you're noticing, like it, even if it's a really big healing reaction, that's not just a day or two, but if you're noticing something, wow, yeah, no, my, my child seems out of sorts and it's a few days, a number of days in a row and it's close to retesting time. That's when I normally say, Hey, let's, let's do a little bit of an early retest and see what's happening. Um, and, and that's usually, uh, one of the things to look for, right? We all have kind of ups and downs and things that come and go on this program. But if, if, if someone, for example, a child in fast oxidation is all of a sudden you're noticing, wow, they've got no energy. They're sleeping a lot. And it's not just one day or two day that might be a healing reaction. It's wow. It's been like this for a week. Right. And that's like, hmm, the oxidation rate could have switched. Let's do a retest and let's, let's double check. So it's, it's kind of the same guidelines as uh, for an adult, but for a child, the parent needs to be more aware of what's happening because the child may not say it themselves. Sometimes they do, but oftentimes they don't. They just kind of go with the flow. And it's the parent that would be, this is what I'm noticing and to check in with, with their practitioner. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that. I'm like, I feel like you definitely have to be hyper aware as the as the parent. And then it's it's still a little difficult because sometimes it may be the actual healing reaction, why they're tired and that might be what they need to go through. But yeah, I guess the, what makes sense is like if it's persistent, if it's two weeks exactly. long, like if you see them sleeping 10 hours a night for two weeks, you start to go, all right, maybe the NAK ratio flipped or the oxidation rate flipped and we might need to retest. And maybe you just, you know, quit the supplements. Just say, hey, just quit until the retest comes in. I don't know if that's what you yeah. recommend, but it kind of would make sense, right? To be like, all right, just get them off of exactly. everything, see if they feel better, wait for the retest to come in and then see if everything switched. Yeah. And that's normally what's recommended. And even for adults, if you feel like something's off, you can certainly stop or even in, in the midst of something that you feel is a big healing reaction. Dr. Eccles used to recommend that, you know what, you back off the supplements for two or three days, allow your body to do a bit of catching up. When you stop the supplements, it's not as though your body is you know, the healing reaction will stop and that's it. It won't. But what happens is it allows your body to catch up without encouraging more dumping, right? So it gives the body a little bit of breathing room. And then when you start the supplements again, it starts to encourage more of the dumping. And, and with kids, same thing. Yeah. If you're noticing that, just back off for a day or two, see what happens, see if their body catches up, then start to, to implement them again. So it's kind of like this dance we have, right? And that's why we say, yeah, this is the science of mineral and nutritional balancing. However, there's, a, there's nuance and there's an art to it and there's, you know, a flow to it um, that's really important to recognize and, and is helpful for, for healing journeys as well. Awesome. One thing I had, I didn't want to get too political, but I think it might be good for some parents who are dealing with it. Um, have you seen any kind of like vaccine kind of injuries and then like mineral balancing, maybe helping with overcoming some of that? 
Yes, sadly, I have seen, I work with some children that have been vaccine injured and actually adults that have been vaccine injured. And I do see them make improvements on the program. So, and and this is one thing where I have to be really careful that I don't say this is a treatment for this. It's not. So I'm not saying that it's, this program is not a treatment for anything, right? So people will say, I have this and I can say, well, I've worked with people with that condition and I have seen improvements, but this is a program that focuses on the whole terrain of the body. Um, and, and of course, when you're vaccine injured, there is, you know, there's, there can be metal issues. It compromises the system overall. Um, it, it affects the nervous system functioning, right? Where sometimes the nervous system is out of sorts. And so again, when you're healing the body as a whole system, those types of problems or issues in the body do start to heal regardless of what the, the, um, the assault was right to the body. So, um, definitely, definitely seen it, it helped bodies get stronger kids and adults from, from those types of issues. Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense for one. I mean, there's other components to like, obviously a vaccine besides the, the metals, but if we just focus on what we can see on the test, we know that the dose of the shot is going to be, you know, it's higher than safety levels when it comes to aluminum and whatever. They basically need yeah. a toxic compound, which they usually use a metal to kind of yeah. even make the, the vaccine in general. That's how they do it. They need a toxic compound that's going to kind of alert the immune system and then the vaccine makes the antibody or, you know, the antibodies go in. So they need some kind of toxic component. So they use things like aluminum. So even if we just say whatever, who knows whatever, what else is happening, we can at least get the metals back out of the system through the mineral balancing. And we can see that on the chart. And even if you just at least get the metals out of the way, I'd imagine that's good for development and just, you know, overall just, you know, speech and all the things. Absolutely. And even balancing the minerals. So, um, you know, that when the nervous system is affected, oftentimes there's dysregulation of calcium and magnesium and zinc levels, those main calming minerals. And so even making sure that those are in balance can help the body and, and the nervous system heal because essentially, you know, it kind of damages our nervous system functioning as well. So yeah, helpful mm. for that. Makes sense. Another uh, common thing that's obviously beyond common anymore is autism. Um, have you seen this program work well for kids with autism? Are they compliant with taking the supplements, things like that? Generally, and it depends on the age as well. Um, but I have definitely seen improvements in children with autism. Um, and so, yeah, it, it again, because it strengthens the body as a whole system, we're removing interference, right? So there is a, a toxic metal component to that. Um, and, and sometimes for parents of children with autism that are on the program, there, there's ups and downs. So I've had it where, um, all of a sudden the, the child gets started on the program. Wow. There's a huge difference. And then there, there start to be more autistic behaviors that, that start to flare up. And right now I'm actually thinking of one, one child in particular that I'm working with. And, you know, there was a huge metal dump that correlated with that. So mom was concerned or retest was done. It's like, wow, there's a lot of dumping of metals. And then it subsides, right? So um, it's a matter of really just 
just having faith that when things do crop up, especially when you notice that things are better before the increase in symptoms, that is a classic sign that it is a dumping. So the body starts to increase in health and vitality and it has enough energy to deal with some of the metals it dumps them. Well, they're irritating. And so in an autistic child, a lot of those behaviors will, will start to be the ones parent that come out that parents are concerned about. And then they start to subside again. So, um, Definitely, there there's uh, a role for the program in in supporting in supporting their body chemistry. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the science is relatively clear that you know environmental toxins in general are playing a somewhat of a role in autism. Maybe not, you might not be able to remove them and the child be perfectly normal, but there's definitely a case to be made for mold, environmental toxins, and metals that we can all use the program for to remove a lot of those. And then at least maybe they're just more tolerable. They can go to school. Like they can be a little bit more of a normal human being. I don't know if we can reverse those type of things because they're, you know, that's, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can, you've worked with more than me, but I just know that like, you know, in them developing stages is really critical. So if a kid yeah. does, doesn't start the program until they're like seven and they've been autistic for seven years, I don't know, like, you know, I don't think mineral balancing works wonders for every ill, every ill on the earth, but right. removing the interferences, I think would probably at least make them more social, you know, less yeah. episodes, be able to go to school, you know, live somewhat of a normal life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, as you mentioned, the earlier, the better um, to, to get in there and, and be on a program. Yeah, absolutely. I can, you know, there's, you know, someone's already eight years old. It's a little bit more difficult. They've lost yeah. eight years of development in that in that area. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. What anything else that you want to make parents aware of practitioners aware of when it comes to kids? Um, well, one of the things that we touched on, you know, you were saying, you know, how important it is for kids to do this and that. And I, my approach is the same almost for everybody, even though we encourage everybody to do as much of the program as possible. What you can do of the program will be helpful and supportive for your body. So, you know, I, I, I've had people over the years say, oh, I don't think I can do the whole thing. So I'm not going to bother with any of it. Right. It's not it's not 100 percent or nothing. Um, and, and I feel that way, especially with children, because children, you know, again, they're not as congested. They're more resilient, um, you know, overall. And so even if you're starting them off with, um, you know, parts of the program with children, we usually have supplements dose twice a day, not three times a day. And, and it's amazing because sometimes I'll hear parents, oh, I could only get them to do one one dose per day. And we see this beautiful shifting and personality changes and things of parents noticing that are really positive. And I go, wow, that is amazing. So, um, you know, and I'm not trying to say, oh, just hardly do any of the program and it'll be fine. Every child is different. I'm just saying that you don't have to feel as a parent that there needs to be this perfection with it. That, um, you know, if you're, we think about this as a long-term program, we're thinking long-term here, you know, and so there's, there may be times when, you know, you are almost hundred percent with you and your kids on the program. And there's other times when maybe you're 75% and so, or 60% or it's a holiday time or whatever, but wow, just the, what this program can do at a deeper level is, is like no other program I've come across. And, and so again, families on the program, getting children on the program earlier really can prevent a lot of issues from, from even developing. Right. 
Yeah, I, I love your approach with that as far as, you know, not being so strict and being a little detached from the entire protocol because, you know, like some people, and I know some people who don't really do the diet that they eat relatively decent, but not following 10 cups of veggies a day and all that. And their patterns still shift all the time. I was in Costa Rica for 15 days, um, you know, eating seed oils, like not, not cooking my food, just trying to eat somewhat healthy, but not being perfect. Obviously being in Costa Rica, drinking a few cocktails, patterns still shifted dramatically, had a, had a metal release during that period. So I definitely with kids, you can be more lenient doing the program and getting the nutrients that your body needs in that moment, whether your diet's perfect or not is still critical. I mean, am I never going to eat a chocolate bar again? Probably not. I'll probably eat a chocolate bar tomorrow if I want to, but you know, I'm still, I'm still like 90% on the program. Right. You know, but I allow myself to have a dessert if I'm out to dinner or whatever and have some gluten or whatever, if I'm on my retreat and it's, it's, the program still works. And actually I think uh, this might be another something to touch on before we get off here is you'll actually notice your appetite and your craving for certain things go away as you balance out. And I'd imagine you probably see some of these kids who are really picky eaters, you know, probably start to develop more of a taste for natural foods and regular foods because a lot of times your body, when you're in burnout, you want the ice cream or the chocolate or whatever is kind of sweet because you're just looking for a quick burst of energy. But as you balance out and your gut functions a little bit better, then you can just eat a little bit of protein and some veggies or protein and fruit or whatever you're having and, and be more fine with that. Like I, I almost, I can't remember the last time that I had ice cream and I used to always eat ice cream like once a week as like my cheat thing. And I used to like crave chocolate a lot more and I rarely eat chocolate anymore. And I just like woke up one day and kind of noticed it. Like I didn't even really pay attention to it. And then like maybe like seven, eight months on the program, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, dude, I haven't had a pint of ice cream in like four months. Like I just didn't even think about it. But then one day I'm just looking back like I haven't like we've been to the grocery store all the time. And I'd always be like, oh, I got to get a pint of ice cream. And I wouldn't have it every day. I'd have it like once a week or so. But um, I just like haven't done that in so long. So I think as you balance out the system, whether it be kids or adults, you'll notice that the food cravings are going to go down as well. Absolutely. I've heard that from so many people. I've had that experience myself and so many clients have mentioned that. Um, and it just happens without, you know, sometimes we, we try to enforce our will and we think it's a willpower thing. And oftentimes I think, you know, we're craving those things for a reason. Chocolate, people who have a copper imbalance often cra- crave chocolate, especially when there's low magnesium. And all of a sudden you kind of correct that and balance that. And you just don't really feel like it. It, it. It's not a willpower thing. It's just, oh, that's what I'm, I'm choosing. I feel like this. So it's it's a, a really different kind of shift um, in just, you know, listening to to what your body needs and how it's responding and what it's how it's changing in that way. Yeah. Do you see that in kids too? Like picky eaters, they'll start to yes. crave more natural natural foods. Yes. Yep. Two weeks ago, I just had a mom whose kid was such a picky eater and had no appetite say that she couldn't believe it. She said, our diet's not perfect yet, but he's eating like his appetite is better because low appetite is actually not a good thing. I know that people in the, you know, diet industry always try to sell people supplements that this will take away your appetite. It's like, that's not a good thing. No, no, or really low appetite is actually a sign of low metabolism. 
And so, and so, you know, so that that hunger and those hunger signals are really important. And so that was really, really interesting that it was quite quickly after she started the program, the minerals with her child that she just went, wow, his eating is totally different. Um, you know, he wakes up hungry now and asks for food and, and, uh, that's, that's a better, better place to be in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when you wake up, you know, hungry, ready for breakfast, I think that that's, that's actually a really good sign of a healthy metabolism. Yeah. You know, I used to be big into the long fast and the fasting. And right. now that I've balanced out and more, I'm like, you know, I, I try to not eat right before bed because I know that can affect sleep. So I give myself right. a couple hours before bed, but I wake up like ready. I want my eggs and onion, my saute and onion, you know, I just, I'm ready. And I feel like that's just a sign of a good metabolism is being hungry. Now, when my metabolism was broken I used to overeat so I think there's other it goes both ways yeah. you either don't eat at all or you're trying to eat whatever you can to kind of like dumb the nervous system down that's why you're eating the ice cream or the chocolate right because everything's right. kind of inflamed and on fire and you got parasites and you're just trying to use anything that'll kind of calm you down in the moment some people use cannabis some people use ice cream some people use alcohol like there's all different things you can reach for but once you balance out, you'll notice just the cravings for everything kind of just quench and go away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I know we want to touch a little bit on your course. I definitely uh, highly recommend anyone listening to the podcast to take her course. The The documents you get are just invaluable. The price point is great. Um, the year long mentorship has been amazing. I mean, she's very quick, responsive, you know, to answering any questions. Um, how has your course been going? Have your practitioners been giving you good feedback? Yes, it's been amazing. It's excellent. And, um, you know, I am making adjustments, like, for example, adding in the kids dosage recommendations. And I know the other day you mentioned, you know, what about those monthly emails you sent to clients and we're adding those mm -hmm. in? So I do change things. I mean, I think it's already packed full a lot of with a lot of just really valuable information. Um, it's not only the, you know, learning how to interpret a chart and then practicing through case studies, but then also trying to provide practitioners with a lot of startup materials like the articles, client handbooks, client forms, so that it makes it very easy to get up and get going and then to have my support when you're working with clients. Because sometimes when you're starting, yeah, it's like, wow, I've taken a course and any course that you take is just not going to be able to cover every scenario. So I felt, you know, wow, having that support can be a really valuable um, tool for new practitioners. And I get really good feedback on that. And I do try to be very prompt and getting back to people because I know what it's like when, you know, their clients are waiting for for them to <laughs> to get back to them. Um, but, you know, we're I'm adding materials. And, and if you're you know, if you've purchased the course and you're in HTMA success, then any of the updates that I add are part of those materials that you always have access to. So so that's really great, too. So I'm just you know, it's really exciting to be focusing on just building this community with practitioners that are just up and coming and are really excited about this modality. And it's, it's been really wonderful. And so that's where, that's where my focus has been shifting, um, you know, away from my own practice, uh, and, and into mostly, uh, training. So. Yeah, I think it's, you know, broken down really well. The re reading material is great. You know, the questions you have to answer gives you, a you know, a deeper perspective of everything from reading the, you know, the, the Dr. Paul Eck book or the Dr. Wilson book. Um, 
And I, I don't know if it was a little bit easy for me. I was chemistry and science and math were kind of my strong suit. So that probably helps for other people. They might be, get a little lost in like the, um, you know, the science part of it, but it's once you like, once it clicks for you, I say, just like stick with it, keep asking questions. Cause like once it clicks, it like took me back. I was like reading the charts and it just seemed like I was never going to understand it. And then like, after I did like the second or third one, it was just like, Ah, and then now that I'm reading them, I kind of feel like I, you know, already got it. But you're always there. The year long support is the most invaluable part because you're going to have questions. Like I hit you, you know, I had to get a hold of you. I'm like, hey, I don't have, I, I have a, um, <clears throat> a lady who bought a test for her six year old child and I don't really know how to dose a child. So you're going to need that. And there's going to be other patterns that you haven't worked with yet, or a client may reach out to you with a specific condition or something. So there's the year long, um, mentorship is, is the most invaluable part. And then the startup materials have been great. I, I put a few of those in my, my, um, automatic email that when soon as people buy a test, send them the Dr. Paul Eck book, the client handbook, you know, I like the Dr. Wendy Myers, uh, article that I told you about the detox reactions because kind of lays out what everyone is going to feel at some point or another, whether it's the sensitive teeth and the dental issues or, you know, the headaches. So I always kind of tell clients, like whenever you're feeling something, because I know in the beginning you have a lot of brain fog. So you may have read that article in the beginning, but now you're having a detox reaction and you kind of forgot about that article. I'm like, go back to that article and see if you, if it, you know, some of your symptoms align with what's going on here. And that may, might make you feel a little bit more sane and that it's like a little bit more normal to be feeling this way because in the beginning it can be a little bit tough. But yeah, I highly recommend anyone to take your course. I'll continue to have you on the show and promote it. I think it's a great course. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And people can find me on my website at um, either htmesuccess.com or susancache.com. And, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like more information about the the course. Awesome. Thank you so much. Stick around while I close out the show. Okay. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.